Welcome to the Bring Your Lunch Pail Sports Podcast. Presented by Luke's Pizzas. So don't do that for A. Thank you for the advice. Featuring Lucas Clark and Nigel Romaine. Tell me more about these lizard overlords. Now introducing your host, Tanner Retz. Welcome back to the Bring Your Lunch Pail Sports Podcast. This is week five in a special edition. We have the two talking heads here today, Luke and Nigel, to discuss their brackets for the NCAA March Madness Tournament. We also are happy to announce that we're going to have a tournament challenge on Yahoo that we will be posting the link on our bio on Instagram. So make sure to go on there, put in your put in your picks, and there will be a special prize for the winner of that. More to come on that. All right, let's just get right into it. We got Luke and Nigel here. We're going to be starting off with Nigel in the south bracket. Let's hear your picks. Let it rain! Rain dance! Let it rain! Let it rain! Ice man! All right, so for uh, this A&M, Corpus Christi, or Southeast Missouri, don't overthink this, people. It's Bama, one seed in the in the entire tournament. We're not talking about Virginia here. Um, take Bama, bet the house on it. Number two, we've got number eight, Maryland, versus number nine, West Virginia. Um, I am taking West Virginia in this game. That's It's basically UW East. They've got uh, Eric Stevenson um, and Emmett Matthews, who are both transfers from uh, the University of Washington. Eric Stevenson scoring 15.5 points a game, up from his 9.3 uh, when he was a Husky. And um, they're one of the most efficient teams in college basketball. And look for, look for uh, Huggins to uh, have a team that's going to have good defense, efficient scoring. They're going to be uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch in the first round. Next one, I've got number five San Diego State versus number twelve Charleston. Um, I'm taking San Diego State in this one. Uh, they've lost their first round of the tournament, their last three chances, 2018, 21, and 22. Um, I'm looking for them to get over the hump this year and finally get that first round win for the first time in nearly a decade. So uh, San Diego State for me. Uh, next one, we've got number four, Virginia, versus number 13, Furman. My Furman Paladin, Paladins sorry, are going to be taking, uh, taking this one. I love to hate on Virginia. They play a boring brand of basketball. They slow the game down. Plus, Tony Bennett, their coach, is a former WSU coach. So let's go out there and watch him coog it for all of us Husky fans out there. Um, Furman. Don't know a whole lot about them other than uh, deep team. Got four guys that are averaging double digits this year. Bunch of upperclassmen. So I'm gonna and we all and we all love a Cinderella. So number thirteen Furman. Let's take down Virginia. Look for that to be a a close game just because that's how uh, Virginia likes to play. All right, next one I've got number six Creighton versus number eleven NC State. 
Um, I've always been a Creighton fan going back to uh, their days with Doug McDermott, a.k.a. Dougie McBuckets. Um, so I'm going to pick Creighton in this game. Also, uh, they're two stars right now. Last names are Nemhard and Kalkbrenner, which is just funny. So um, let's go Let's go Creighton with the, with the win in this round. Next year, we've got number three Baylor versus number 14 UC Santa Barbara. I'm going Baylor with this one. They've got a five-star freshman, Keontae George, averaging 15.8 points a game. Um, they've got Adam Flagler, who was on that 2021 national championship team, who's a returner. Uh, this team's just got too much firepower, uh, perennial, perennial powerhouse at this point. I'm taking Baylor to, to win that game. Next one here, we've got number seven, Missouri, versus number 10, Utah State. Um, I'm taking Utah State in this one. They, they're they uh, from the Mountain West, got an all-upperclassman rotation, ranked number 11th in three-point shooting in the country. Not the deepest team uh, from what I'm – or from what I've read, but uh, Missouri, who cares? It's SEC. We don't, we don't want them to win anyway, so I'm going to take Utah State um, in this one. And then last one here in the South region, I've got number two Arizona over number 15 Princeton. Um, always love the Ivy League school. Seems like they have a they always bring a good team to the tournament. But this year, sorry Princeton, it's going to be Arizona. We'll get into that a little bit more in the next round here. But um, I'm taking Arizona in that in the first round. All right, now over to the Midwest. In the first game, we got number one Houston versus number sixteen Northern Kentucky. Uh, much like Bama. Houston, number one seed. Don't need to overthink that. No upset's going to happen there, so we'll go Houston. Uh, next matchup, we got number eight, Iowa, versus number nine, Auburn. Um, it kind of pains me to say this. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn in this one. Uh, I hate Bruce Pearl. Don't want to see him win, but seen the, seen the Huskies play Auburn a couple times over the last couple years. They're a good team. I think they just kind of fell short of expectations. They got 12 losses on the year. Uh, more importantly, though, Iowa was a five seed last year, and that was with Keegan Murray, who was the fourth pick in the NBA draft, and they bowed out in the first round to number 12, Richmond. We all love a 12 over five. They've obviously slipped now to an eight seed. Iowa's as good as done. I'd take, yeah, two fists to the bookie on Auburn on that one. I don't care what the line is. I'm never going to trust Iowa in a tournament. Uh, moving on to the next one, we got, Here's your coveted five verse twelve. We got Miami versus Drake. Uh, as much as I'd love to pick a team called Drake, I uh, can't do it. We're gonna go Miami on that one. Went to the uh, Elite Eight last year. They still got uh, Larinaga as their coach. If you remember him, he was the coach at George Mason when they made that uh, Cinderella run back in two thousand six. Still a good coach. Still a good team. I don't expect them to bow out early, so we'll go Miami on that one. Next matchup. We got number four, Indiana, versus number 13, Kent State. This one I actually went back and forth with a lot. Indiana, here, here's my number for Indiana. And if for any live bettors out there, I feel like you're going to have some chances to look at some things as it happens. And one of them is Indiana is 297th in defensive turnover rate. They're a good defensive team. They just don't create turnovers. That usually shows its head in tournament time when teams can't get turnovers. Kent State, all they have to do is go out there and make shots and not give them easy defensive rebounds and runouts, and they'll be fine. Kent State also they have a couple interesting losses. Not a great, not a great number of wins on the year, 
but they have good losses. They lost to Houston by only five earlier in the year, lost to Gonzaga by only seven. I expect them to show up. And last but not least on Kent State, that's where Don James coached at before he came to be a Husky football powerhouse. So we always got a special place in our heart for Kent State. So go ahead and put Kent State on your bracket. Don't even look back. Uh, similar theme in the next game, Iowa State at number six and the winner of Mississippi State Pitt, which actually that game is being played right now. doesn't matter. I'm not going to pick either of those teams to win against Iowa State. Go ahead and scribble in Iowa State on that one. Ten quad one wins. And more importantly, uh, their coach, TJ Otzelberger, was a former assistant at UW when Romar was there. Look for his name to be thrown around when Mike Hopkins gets fired next year as the Husky coach. Uh, it might be a name to watch. I'd love to see a nice run out of Iowa State this year to kind of get that hype train going for him. On to the next matchup. We got number three, Xavier, versus number 14, Kennesaw State. We keep this one short. Big upset time. Kennesaw State, we're, we're going with them. Uh, and it really comes down to one thing. Sean Miller is a coach at Xavier. Fuck that dude. Former coach at Arizona. Guy's about as slimy as they come in college basketball. There's no reason you should ever root for him. So they'll probably Xavier will probably win, but that's not what I'm putting on my bracket. We're all rooting for Kennesaw State. We're going with our hearts on this one. Uh, next matchup, Texas A&M, number seven, versus number 10, Penn State. Horrible draw for Penn State and for Texas A&M, honestly. Don't know where I saw this. Don't really have good sources on it, but uh, I saw a long time ago that I think since January 1st, Texas A&M is like number six in the country in Ken Palm rankings. Bad start to the year. They've been about as good as any team in all of college basketball since then. Penn State has also been super hot as of late. So it's a real it's a real shit matchup for both of them because I think if they drew somebody else, they'd be in a lot better position. But Texas A&M, we're going with them. And then last but not least, we got number two, Texas versus number 15, Colgate. Uh, Texas is going to take care of business. But again, for you live bettors out there, I got Colgate shooting almost 41% as a team from three-point land. Look for them to splash in some buckets. You're live better. You want to get some points in there uh, before the half or before the end of the game. I think that one might be spicy, but I don't think Colgate's going to do anything in terms of actually pushing Texas to the end. But could be spicy if they come out shooting hot in this one. And now back over to Nigel for the East bracket. I just want to let it be note, noted here that uh, this will be the first time in history that Miami ends up on top of Drake. I think Drake's always been the winner in that scenario, but that's just me. Anyway, moving along here. Uh, number one, Purdue versus number 16, Southern Tech. I, again, I'm not even going to waste your time on that. Take Purdue in that in that first round. It's not, not worth uh, thinking twice about. Um, next one here, we've got number eight, Memphis versus number nine, Florida Atlantic. This Memphis team is always super athletic every single year. Um, Florida Atlantic does have 31 wins on the, on the year, but they're not battle tested. No, no games against top 25 teams. Memphis has more experienced guys. I'm going to take Memphis in a close game here. Memphis, more athletic, been there before, also have played against Houston pretty well this year, so I'm going to take Memphis to win that one. All right, next one here, I've got number five, Duke, versus number 12, Oral Roberts. Everyone seems to be in love with this Oral Roberts team as an upset pick, um, but 
What I've got here, I'm taking Duke. Oral Roberts has not not played, or sorry, not beat any team that's in the tournament this year. The three teams they've faced, uh, St. Mary's, they lost 78-70. Utah State, they lost 95-85. And when they played Houston, they lost 83-45. to one seed Houston, Jesus. so I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sold on Oral Roberts at all. Duke, obviously we know, we all know Duke, new head coach this year had a slow start to the season, but they did have the best recruiting class in the country. It's a young team that's starting to click at the right time. They just won the ACC championship. They're on a nine game winning streak coming into the tournament. I like Duke to go deep into this thing. Um, all their guys are starting to click. Next one, number four, Tennessee versus number 13, Louisiana. Tennessee um, is who I'm taking in this one. Uh, seven quad one victories. They've got a 10-man rotation for their starters, arguably one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, again, one I don't think you need to overthink too much. They're, they're, uh, they're going to win this one. Next, we've got number six, Kentucky versus number 11, Providence. I'm taking Kentucky in this game. They're a perennial powerhouse. I've uh, got one of the most exciting players to watch in this tournament, Oscar Shibway. Um, he averages 16.5 points a game, 13 rebounds, leads the nation in rebounding, one of the only uh, one of three players in the tournament averaging a double-double. Keep your eyes on Oscar Shibway. He's a, he's a PTP. Also, uh, Shibway, big-time lunch pail guy. Oh, yeah, big-time lunch pail guy. I mean, the biceps on this guy are outrageous. You just got to gotta watch and see for yourself. Also, just hustle, 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 hustle all day. Um, next one here, we've got number three, Kansas State, versus number 14, Montana State. Um, I'm taking Kansas State in this one. Uh, nice story. Keontae Johnson, their, their star player, 6'6 forward. You may remember him from a few years ago on – that Florida team, he collapsed, had heart issue on the on the court, nearly died, was not medically cleared to play at Florida. Um, tried to for a couple of years to get back onto the court, and finally was able to this year with Kansas State uh, as a transfer. Um, that Kansas State's got a top twenty defense, played in probably one of the hardest conferences this year. So I'm taking Kansas State on this one. Next game, we've got number seven Michigan State versus number ten USC. I'm a Pac-12 homer, so I'm taking USC in this game. Keep or keep your eyes out on Boogie Ellis. He's one of the most exciting scorers in this tournament. Um, if he has a good game, I think USC is going to be going to be able to pull out the victory on this one. And then last one in the East here, uh, number two Marquette versus number 15 Vermont. Uh, I'm taking Marquette in this game. Shaka Smart, uh, head coach, is kind of. Uh, brought this team back from from the sellers from and back to their prominence of of yesteryear. So um, I'm hoping to uh, see Marquette make a little bit of a run here. I always like uh, I like their jerseys, and so I kind of just I've always liked Marquette's vibe. So I uh, hope that they hope they make it make it through the first couple rounds. Now back to Luke. Moving our attention back to the West, we got number one Kansas versus number sixteen Howard. Again, don't have to overthink this one. Kansas defending champions, 17 quad one wins, and they got a guy named Grady Dick on their team. Can't miss with that one. So we'll go Kansas in that matchup. Uh, next, we got number eight, Arkansas, versus number nine, Illinois. Uh, Arkansas had a real up-and-down year, a lot of injuries. They've kind of started off slow, or I think they started off hot, then got slow, then got hot again, and they're slow. 
Um, they had a great run last year. Musselman's their coach. I'm going Arkansas. Illinois, going to be honest, I didn't even look at anything at them because I don't care about them. So we're going Arkansas. Uh, next matchup, uh, number five, St. Mary's versus number 12, VCU. Huskies beat St. Mary's earlier in the year, so realistically I should pick them to lose. But I, I don't know. I got to go with I got to go with St. Mary's, even though it's a real painful pick for me. Uh, I got them at 359th in the country in tempo. They're just going to sit on the basketball, similar to Virginia. It's a really boring style of basketball, but it produces wins, so they'll go ahead and win that one. Uh, next, I got number four, UConn, versus number 13, Iona. UConn, they were, uh, they were a victim of the 5 versus 12 last year. And they're going to repeat this year, except as a four seed, and Iona's going to win that one. Uh, Rick Pitino talking about slimy guys in college basketball. Uh, he's probably ahead of Sean Miller uh, in that regard. But Ben Pitino's been linked to a lot of other coaching jobs. He's going to want to get paid. He's going to really help himself out by getting a big win here over UConn. So, uh, again, for your upset picks, there's a big one for you. Iona over UConn. UConn's going to shit the bed two years in a row. Uh, next, we got number six, TCU, versus the winner of Arizona State, Nevada. That's an 11 seed game. It seems like every year, one of these playing games in the 11 seed ends up making a run. And I'm going to go with that trend again this year. Personally, I think Arizona State is going to win that game. But I don't care if it's Arizona State or Nevada. An 11 seed is beating TCU. A lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, one of their best players, Eddie Lampkin on TCU, uh, it's kind of a Zach Randolph type. He had a huge game, at, I believe, it was against UCLA last year in the tournament. Uh, just, he looks like a football player playing basketball. He ended up leaving the team during the tournament uh, in a post on Instagram or Twitter or something. His mother said that he left the team because Jamie Dixon, the coach, was using racial slurs. I don't know. But as of Monday, he entered the transfer portal right before they're about to play in the tournament. So I think there's going to be a lot of dysfunction on that TCU team. I wouldn't touch them at all, especially those teams that win an 11 play in game. I don't know. They always, they always bring good magic uh, to their second game of the tournament. So it doesn't matter if it's ASU or if it's Nevada, one of those teams is beating TCU. Uh, next we got Gonzaga as a three seed versus number 14 Grand Canyon. I have nothing written in my notes. Gonzaga is going to win that game. Don't even think about that one. Uh, same can be said for the next game, number seven, Northwestern versus number 10, Boise State. Uh, I'm going to go with a air quote upset and take Boise State. Uh, both these teams suck. It doesn't really matter who wins that game. Uh, so get your one point and call it an upset in number 10, Boise State. Tell your friends you're smarter than them because you picked a 10 over a seven. Both teams suck. Doesn't matter. They're going to play UCLA in the next round, and that'll take us right to the next game. Number two, UCLA versus number 15, UNC Asheville. This UCLA team has been a powerhouse the last few years. Jaime Jaquez, he's probably up for a lunch pail player of the year in college basketball, along with Oscar Shibway. So don't have to overthink that one. He's one of the best players in the tournament. Kind of a more polished Draymond Green type. He plays defense. He can pass. He can score. He's not elite at any of those things, but he's really good at everything. UCLA is going to win that game probably by a lot. And so there's your picks for the first 32 games of the tournament. Uh, now I'm going to throw it back to Nigel for his teams that are going to advance to the Sweet 16. And we're going to move it back to the South region. All right. So 
our bracket here, we've got number one Alabama going against number nine West Virginia. Despite the off-court issues with their future lottery pick, Brandon Miller, Bama's going to be able to handle handle themselves in this round. I'm taking Bama once again to move on, on to the Sweet 16. Next, we've got San Diego State versus our, our sweetheart darlings, our Furman Paladins. In this game, San Diego State's going to go back to their shaky ways. We want I, I want to have uh, – or I want to see one – uh, long odds team, so I'm going to take Furman to win this game just for fun, just because I think whatever team is is going up in the next round against Bama is probably going to lose. So I'll take a take a flyer on Furman to win win that game and be uh, be the darlings and make it to the Sweet 16. Next we've got number six Creighton versus number three Baylor. I'm going to go with Baylor in this one. Again, I've I've always Creighton's been a team that that always disappoints me. Baylor, I think, just is too battle tested. They've got they've got a returning guard, like I mentioned, that's uh, Adam Flagler, who's been in the dance before and won a national championship. Look for look for Baylor to to make it onto the Sweet 16, and then next last one here, I've got number 10 Utah State versus number two Arizona. Arizona um, is the Pac-12 champs, one of the best front court duos in the country, which I didn't mention earlier, in uh, Tubalus and uh, Balo. Balo is a lot of fun to watch. He is, he's a big man. Um, you, you're going to love watching him down in the paint. High-tempo team, easily one of the most talented teams in the tournament. Arizona's going to make a deep run in this thing, so I'm taking Zona to, uh, to make it onto the Sweet 16. All right turning our attention back to the Midwest portion of the bracket. So I have number one, Houston, facing number nine, Auburn. I, like I said before, I got a lot of good things to say about Auburn, um, at least as far as their players go. Uh, Johnny Broom, big guy, gave the Huskies huge problems. I could see him being an issue for Houston. But in the end, Houston, like I said before, they're – or if I didn't say it before, I'll say it now. Going into the tournament, I think they were the Vegas odds-on favorite to win it all. Um, I do think one thing to keep note of of Houston moving forward, though, their uh, lead point guard guy, Marcus Sasser, scores, I don't know, 17 points a game or something. I can't remember. I don't have it written down. But last year he missed the tournament with an injury, and then now he just picked up a groin injury going into this. If he's not on this Houston team, they lose a lot of scoring potential. So, I don't think they're going to have problems with Auburn, but something to watch as they play their first game and definitely their second game against Auburn. But we're going to go ahead and pencil in Houston on that one. Uh, moving down the bracket, we got number five, Miami, versus number 13, Kent State. Like I said, I love that Kent State pick for all the reasons I said before, but that's where their Cinderella story is going to end after just one game. Miami, they, they've been here before. They went to the Elite Eight last year. Uh, I think one thing that is of... Uh, note for the, this Miami team they got this player Isaiah Wong good player really good score after their run last year he threatened to transfer out of Miami because he was only getting a hundred thousand dollars in NIL money and then these things don't necessarily get published but their big booster John Ruiz said we'll figure something out he's still there and he's still playing but uh, this could be a whole other podcast topic about NIL but you asked for a lot of money after you just had a good performance. Curious to see how he looks this year now that the pressure's on and the money's in his bank account. But I think he'll be fine. Moving down, 
We got number six, Iowa State versus number 14, Kennesaw State. Uh, similar to the last one, Kennesaw State. I hope they make a big splash in the first game of the tournament against Xavier. But that's where it's going to end. Iowa State, TJ Otzelberger, I'm on the bandwagon. I want to see him win. Um, so we're going to go ahead and pencil Iowa State in. This next matchup, this one's going to kill Nigel. I already know it. We got number seven, Texas A&M versus number two, Texas. I am going Texas A&M because Texas has let me down too many times in the past. Uh, they already fired or had to let their coach go, Chris Beard, because he's a woman beater. Uh, didn't didn't hurt him that much because he just announces Ole Miss's head coach. You know, they love that type of character down in the SEC. So he had no problem getting back on his feet. But this Texas team, they've been really good this year despite adversity. But Texas A&M is just too hot. Going to be a lot of inter interstate turmoil between the two of them. But Texas A&M, excuse me, Texas A&M is going to go ahead and take care of business, knock off Texas. There goes your first two seed, at least as we've announced so far, dropping out of the tournament. And now we'll throw it back to the East for Nigel's Sweet 16 picks. All right, so first game here, we've got number one, Purdue, versus number eight, Memphis. So Purdue, didn't talk much about them in the first round here, but they've got National Player of the Year frontrunner Zach Eady. He is seven foot four monster. Also one of those three players that's averaging a double double this year. Everyone loves Purdue. I'm taking Memphis in this game. The Big Ten is always trash. They never they never have good teams. They're always overhyped. They they just love playing playing against their horrible teams in their turn or in their uh, their conference and uh, and getting overhyped throughout the year. So I think Purdue's overhyped. Zach Eady's a good player, but Look for him to get into foul trouble against all these athletic Memphis guys. Memphis is, uh, has already gone up against the number one or arguably number one uh, overall team in basketball. Houston, three times this year, has I think they've lost by a collective like six or seven points in two of those games and won one of them. Um, one of those was on a last-second buzzer beater by Houston. So this Memphis team, I think, is going to have what it takes to uh, go shock Purdue. So I'm taking, taking Memphis. Next one, we've got number five, Duke, versus number four, Tennessee. I already hyped hyped this one up earlier. Um, I'm taking Duke in this game. I think all of their, all of their uh, best recruiting class freshmen are starting to click. They just won the ACC tournament. They're, they're moving down the right path. They've got their healthy once again. They've got all their players kind of clicking now. So I'm taking Duke to win that game. Um, next one, we've got... Kentucky versus Kansas State. If this game does come to fruition, um, sorry, number six Kentucky versus number three Kansas State. Seems like it's going to be a really fun matchup if it does come down to this. Um, Shibwe and Keontae Johnson uh, down in the paint seems like it'd be a lot of fun to watch. I'm taking Kansas State edging edging this one out, um, but I would like to, you know, either one of those teams I think would be um, a fun matchup, but give me Kansas State. And then last one here in the East, I've got number 10 USC versus number two Marquette. Um, as much as I would love to see the Pac-12 uh, continue to go deep in this um, and all the Pac-12 teams to succeed, USC's leaving after this year, so uh, they can suck it. Uh, let's go Marquette. Uh, Shaka Smart, bring those bring those boys down to the uh, down to the Sweet 16. Let's go. Back to the West. So in the first matchup, I got. 
number one, Kansas versus number eight, Arkansas. Again, I really like this Arkansas team. I wish they didn't get this tough draw. If they were just about anywhere else after their first game, I'd probably pick them to win. But again, they're facing defending champ number one seed, Kansas. Um, I think Kansas is going to take care of business. Name to look for, Jalen Wilson on this Kansas team. He's averaging 20 points a game and eight and a half rebounds. He's just been a stud this year. Too much firepower for Kansas, too much cohesion for that team. They haven't had the ups and downs of Arkansas. I think that'll play out just fine for them in that second round game against Arkansas. So go ahead and pencil in Kansas. In the next matchup, I got number five, St. Mary's versus number 13, Iona. I don't know if you know this, Nigel. They're both the Gales. This is Gale on Gale crime. Wow. Yeah. And so in this one, I'm going to go with the least pious of the two, and that's definitely Iona because they have Rick Pitino. So so there you go. There's a 13 seed going into the Sweet 16. Uh, they're the sinful Gales, and we love that. They'll burn in hell for their sins, but they'll get that nice boost before Pitino leaves, and they'll get their Sweet 16 run they've been looking for. Uh, they haven't had a tournament win since 1980, so they're going to go two on this one. They're not here to just play around and be a one-weekend pony. So then on to the next one, we got number 11, either ASU Nevada versus Gonzaga. If I were doing this before ASU and Nevada play, if I knew that ASU had already won, I think I would pencil in ASU to upset Gonzaga. But since they don't know, I think I got to go Gonzaga, even though I hate them. And I, I don't know. If, if you're a Husky fan and you like Gonzaga basketball, I don't understand you. We hate them. But I am picking them to win, so go ahead and put in Gonzaga. Although, if you're if you're a real gambling man, you'll go with that 11 seed winning two games before they even get to the Sweet 16, and you'll have a nice little bracket penciled out already with a couple upsets. Uh, and then our last matchup here in the West, we got number 10 Boise versus number two UCLA. Don't have a lot to say about this one. UCLA is going to route Boise. It's not even going to be close. There are some things that you might be able to look for in the first two games for UCLA, though. They lost Jalen Clark, who was Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He's out for the rest of the year. They're going to have to find a solution for that, but they're a good team top to bottom. They'll figure it out. And then also Adem Bona, who was Pac-12 Freshman of the Year. He missed part of, or he got hurt during the Pac-12 tournament. They say he's healthy and he will be available, but we're going to find out in their first game against UNC Asheville. But... We'll really find out week two. They might be able to sit him in that first game, but game two, he's probably got to play just to be safe. So look for that, but UCLA is going to cruise to a victory in that one. And that rounds out our Sweet 16. Nigel, since you picked all these dog shit teams to advance in the South, I'll let you have first crack at who you think is going to win, and then I'll weigh in on your picks. So one Bama versus, I guess, 13 Furman. Don't know why you had him going that far, but here we are. So why don't you go ahead and let me know who's going to win that game. Um, I'm taking Bama in this one. Furman's dream comes to an end. Um, I only picked Furman, like I said, because we I wanted to see, see an upset there, and whoever it was going to be was not going to take down Bama either way. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I agree strongly. <laughs> strongly uh, agree. So, all right. So we're one for one on picks together. Perfect. 
Um, and then second one here, I'm taking Arizona over Baylor, number two versus Arizona versus number three Baylor. I think that Arizona, we we love the Pac-12. They've got they've got uh, better players overall. They're gonna make make a run out of here. So I'm taking Arizona. When did a nitwit like you get such taste? I also have Arizona right there, so I guess we're two for two Boom. on that section of the bracket. And so now we got straight chalk here in the Elite Eight, number one Bama versus number two Arizona. Who do you got in that one? I'm going to take Arizona to make it to the final four here. I think that uh, Bama's run finally comes to an end and that uh, Arizona takes it. What about you? Uh, I think I'm going to go Bama in this one. I think the only thing that could stop Bama at this point would be Brandon Miller getting suspended. But, you know, they haven't done it at this point, so I don't think it's going to happen now. Um, He's the best player in college basketball. I do like this Arizona team a lot. Obviously, I agree that they'll make it to the Elite Eight. Uh, Tubelis, also a great player, one of the best in the country. But personally, I would take Bama in this one. So we'll let Tanner be the deciding factor here. Who do you got, Tanner? Are you going to go number one Bama or number two Arizona in the South region to make it to the final four? Hey, man, everyone loves an underdog. I'm going with Nigel here. Let's go Arizona. Let's write, pencil that in. And so just to be clear, is Arizona the underdog or is Nigel the underdog? <laughs> because I, I kind of sound like you were saying that Nigel was the underdog, which I totally agree. As someone who's been in a bracket challenge with Nigel for over 10 years, I don't think he's ever beat me. So you would be right to go with the underdog pick on Nigel here. But yeah, okay. So we will pencil in Arizona as our final four team in the South. Shots fired. All right, we're heading over to the Midwest. We got number one, Houston versus number five, Miami. And we also got number six, Iowa State versus number seven, Texas A&M. You guys got it from here. (laughs) Tongue twister. All right, since I gave Nigel the honors last time, and this is my division, I'm going to start off with my thoughts here. Number one, Houston versus number five, Miami. I said Miami had that Elite Eight run last year, and I know they're battle-tested and they're a good team, but Houston is just one of the strongest teams in this entire bracket. Obviously, that's why they're a number one seed. I think my only question, Mark, as I said before, is the health of Marcus Sasser. He's got a groin injury. That can be a nagging injury. So if he doesn't play, I really like Miami a lot more, but I'm going to hope that come at this point, it'll be the second, it'll be the second weekend. He'll have another week to heal. He should be fine. He's going to go out there and get his points and Houston is going to go ahead and roll right past Miami, but I'll let Nigel weigh in on that as well. I also like Houston in this one. I think this is, there's more parody in college basketball than there's ever been, but I think that the teams that are in the one and two seeds are there for a reason more so than a lot of years. I think that especially the one seeds are really kind of a step above everyone else and are going to kind of prevail. So I'll agree. I'll take Houston um, over Miami in this one. All righty. Then our next matchup, six Iowa State versus seven Texas A&M. I already already had Texas A&M over Texas, so you know I'm going Texas A&M on this one. Uh, I really want to root for Iowa State for all the reasons I said before. I'm, it's really just hopeful that they'll make it as far as I have them on their bracket, but if they do make it this far, they're definitely not beating Texas A&M or Texas or whoever they face here. So I got Texas A&M. They're one of my favorite teams in this bracket. So 
go ahead and pencil in Texas A&M unless Nigel has something to say about that. I actually am in agreement with you. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that you thought I would be upset by that Texas A&M over Texas pick. However, I have also heard that uh, that same stat that they've been a top 10 team since January 1st when they got their guys healthy and back and uh, have been playing. So I like this Texas A&M team as well. I think they, uh, I think they can be the the low seed Cinderella in in the Elite Eight. I like it. All right, so then we got number one Houston versus number seven Texas A&M. Nigel, I'll let you take a first crack at that one. Who do you got to go into the Final Four from the Midwest? Let's go Texas A&M. Love that pick. Let's let's take them to the Final Four. Yeah, I always say when I fill out my bracket, I always try to find somebody who could easily lose in the first week or could make it to the Final Four. Uh, so we love Texas A&M for that. Uh, it would give me no greater pleasure than to scratch a Final Four team off my list on the first game they play. And so you always got to throw one of those into there. So I love this Texas A&M pick. They're either going to the Final Four or they're losing week one to Penn State. And that is what makes me a college basketball fan. So, <laughs> so in the Midwest, we have number seven, Texas A&M, making it out of that portion of the bracket. Heading to the East. My God, can can baseball season just start? I don't care about basketball. I just want baseball season. We had number eight Memphis versus number five Duke, and then also number three Kansas State versus number two Marquette. What do you boys got? Marquette. <laughs> oh, Kurt. All right, Nigel, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you start it off again. Number eight Memphis, number five Duke. I'm I'm going. I think I've been uh, saying this throughout the entire thing. I like Duke a lot. Um, they're playing playing good ball right now. ACC tournament winners, a broken record over here. So I'm taking Duke to make it out of this round against Memphis. Any uh, any qualms with that? Nope, that's the right pick. Duke, they're about as hot of a team. Them and Texas A&M, I feel like since basically the start of the new year, they're about as two, two as good of teams as there's been in college basketball. All their freshmen are hitting their stride at the right time. I think Duke is a real contender here. So they're going to go ahead and trounce Memphis in this 5 versus 8 matchup. All right. And then the last two, again, kind of uh, what I was saying earlier, I think the the teams at the top end here, I'm, I'm kind of – I don't really like any of these teams particularly at the bottom part of the East. So I kind of went chalk with two and three seeds making it through. Um, I'm going to throw a flyer on Marquette just for fun. Um, or Marquette, uh, as Tanner would call it, <laughs> Marquette. Uh, I don't have the, the R role there, but just for fun, I like Chaka Smart. I'm g- glad that he's bounced back. I'd love to see him make a bit of a run. Um, so we'll throw, we'll throw Marquette down in that Elite Eight as well. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't really like that kind of quadrant of the bracket at all. I don't really like any of those teams. Kentucky can be spotty, and you obviously had them losing to Kansas State. That would be about the only other team I'd see from there that seems like a team. But Marquette's been really good this year. They've earned their two seed. They'll get a win here. But they're going to face Duke in the next in the next round to go to the Final Four. And I'm just going to jump right to the conclusion. Duke's going to go ahead and win that game. They're just a much better team. I agree 100%. I've got Duke in the Final Four as well. All right. So that puts us with number two, Arizona, facing number five, Duke on that side of the bracket, and then we'll throw it back to Tanner for a little rundown of the West. 
All right, I'm, I'm 0 for, uh, what is that, 0 for 2 right now on pronouncing these correctly? Or I guess I'm 1 for 3 right now. 1 for 3. All right, we're down to the West. Number 1, Kansas versus number 13. Is that Iowa there? Or Iona. Iona, okay. And then we also got number 3, Gonzaga, which Luke loves. You can mark that down. And number 2, UCLA. All right, so in our first matchup, we got number one, Kansas, versus number 13, Iona. I mean, I see this pretty similar to how Nigel filled out his Furman part of the bracket. I liked Iona going as far as they were because they're going to face Kansas. Kansas isn't going to get shut down. They're going to win that game. But that's why we like sticking a 13 seed in there because they got a tough one seed coming down the pipeline. So throw a flyer on them. But Kansas is going to go ahead and take care of that one. Um, I got one thing to say on that, and that's B-G-D-E, uh, Big Grady Dick Energy over here. Let's go Kansas to win that one, make it to the Elite Eight. Great pick, great pick. And then now here's here's a spicy one for all of us West Coasters. Number three, Gonzaga versus number two, UCLA. I'll let you start this one off, Nige. Uh, rematch of national championship from a few years ago. Was I, it a national championship or a final four? Was it a final four game? It was a final four. Was it a final four? Okay. Uh, my Close. mistake there. Close. Just just missed it. I'm taking UCLA here. I, Good answer. Good we, answer. We all obviously are uh, Gonzaga haters as Husky fans over here. Uh, love to see them fail. So I'm I'm taking UCLA. Although I do I will say I think it's going to be tough with uh, some of their injuries that they've sustained down the down the stretch here. Um, but I will take them over Gonzaga in this game. Yeah, totally agree. I'm not ever going to pencil Gonzaga in. I think I did it one time, and I had them winning the championship, and that was the year they lost, so they're dead to me. Um, so UCLA, yeah, they got some injury problems to overcome, but Mick Cronin, I've watched Pac-12 Network enough to know that if there's one word to define UCLA basketball, it's toughness, and they're going to show that in this game. Unlike Gonzaga, it's a bunch of – I'll reserve my hate <laughs> for the Gonzaga fans, but uh, they're a bunch of bitches, so – um, yep, so we'll go UCLA in that one, which then leaves us straight chalk. Number one, Kansas versus number two, UCLA. I'm going to go ahead and take point on this one, and I'm going to say back the pack, UCLA. It's a tough pick because I know Kansas is a good team, but got to support, got to support, even though they're leaving soon, uh, in memory of John Wooden, we need to bring one more national championship back to the Pac-12 before they leave and remove all hope of the Pac-12 winning a national championship. We know the Huskies aren't doing it anytime soon, so someone's got to do it, and UCLA is going to be our best chance at it here. Um, I'm going to go the opposite on that, and I'm going to say Kansas. Um, Spicy. Yeah, just just for uh, the sake of my guy Grady Dick. Um, I think that UCLA... I, I, I think it's unlikely that there's going to be two Pac-12 teams in the Final Four. We already have Zona in there. Um, so, and with, like I said, the injuries that UCLA has, I think Kansas will just be able to edge them out. Although, again, if they if they do win, I'd love to see it. I like I like that uh, UCLA team a lot. Jaime Jaquez is an absolute star, stud, lunch pail dude, like lunch pail of the week kind of guy. But I'm going to take Kansas here, so we got to have the tiebreaker with Tanner once again. What? Hold on. What's your beef with Tiger Campbell? If, if Tiger Campbell's listening, what would you say to him right now with that pick? <laughs> um, I would say that uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would say. So with that, we got we got a stalemate here. We'll throw it back to Tanner. Who do you got, Tanner? Kansas or UCLA? 
Guys, I know nothing about basketball. I'm just going to go switch it up. Let's go with Luke's team this time. Let's go UCLA. Good answer. It'd be be fun to see someone in the Pac-12 go ahead and and take this home for us. So let's go with that. See what happens. So with that in mind, now we have our final four on, I guess, your left side of the bracket. If you have a printed version, we got number two, Arizona versus number five, Duke. Who do you got, Nige? I'm taking Duke in this game. Duke! I'm just going to go ahead and write that one in ink because I'm yeah. right there with you. I yeah. like I like Duke as, as good as any team in this entire tournament. Just the way they played down the stretch. They've been Phil- flying under the radar for months now. I, no one's talking about them until they just went out and won the ACC tournament. Now everyone's kind of riding, jumping on the bandwagon. But I think that um, they're able to they're able to play well down the stretch here and uh, get to that final. Going to have a Filipowski to Bellis matchup there in the final four, and I think that's going to be great for anyone who's a basketball fan. But in the end, I think Duke is going to take that game. And then on the other side of the bracket, we got number seven, Texas A&M, versus number two, UCLA. Who do you got, Nige? Uh, since we're since they're there, I'm going to go number two, UCLA, on, on that pick. Even though I didn't pick them just a moment ago in the last <laughs> round, uh, I that's do, okay. I do love UCLA. Uh, like I said, I, I like a lot of players on their team, including Tyga Campbell. Shout out! Uh, sorry, I said the Jayhawk thing a minute ago. Um, so yeah, I'm saying UCLA in this one. Texas A&M's uh, run comes to an end in the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, going back to my point before, the only thing I love more than scratching a Final Four team off of my list after one game is scratching a Finals contender. But I'm going to go with you here. We're going to go back the pack, and we're going to pencil in UCLA. They've been so close the last few years. I think this is their last real chance here with Tiger Campbell, Jaime Hawkes. Was it Singletary? Singleton? I don't know. Knock knock down down three-point shooter, and if a Dembone is healthy, they're as deep as any team, even with Jalen Clark being hurt. So. Let's go ahead and put UCLA into the finals. We got a couple of blue bloods, Duke versus UCLA. Who's your champion, Nudge? I am taking UCLA. Let's go. I have to disagree there. <laughs> I gotta disagree. I, I like Duke as my as my champion. If I'm if I'm taking them this far, I'm taking UCLA to win it. So yeah, this is where the this is where the joy ride ends. I think it's going to be Duke this time. I think they got everything clicking. I also just think that in general. Looking at the entirety of the bracket, I think Duke has the easiest path to get there. I don't think Purdue is that good. of. I think they are the worst one seed out of the four. They have the easiest path. And so if I'm going to pick, usually when I pick a champion, I'm not just thinking who's going to win between Duke and UCLA. I'm thinking who actually has the best chance to get there. And I think Duke has an easier path than any other team, especially the way we filled out this bracket. I think they have the easiest path. So I think they're the most likely to make it there and the most likely to win. And so with that in mind, Tanner, did you want to weigh in or do we just want to leave that pick up to the fans to pick their own champion? Well, let me ask you this. Did this convince Nigel at all to change his mind? Are you sticking your ground with Duke? I'm, I'm sticking my ground or with UCLA. Or sorry, with uh, UCLA? Yeah, I'm sticking with UCLA. Okay, yep, leave it to the fans. All right. Leave it to the we'll fans. A, put a fan vote in on our on our Insta page for Duke versus UCLA. Who do you think is going to be the be the champion? And we'll we'll uh, crown that in our bracket. That sounds like a plan to me. We'll uh, we'll get our social media team on that, and uh, and we'll get them with that poll. All right, guys, that's the episode. Make sure to 
get on our Bring Your Lunch Pail uh, Instagram page and subscribe if you haven't already. Click on our bio, submit your own bracket on our Yahoo Challenge, and the winner of the uh, bracket challenge will be receiving a prize customized from the Lunch Pail crew. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our socials. Submit your brackets. See ya. See ya. See ya. Beach out. Let's go.